Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to the Jock Time AFL Podcast Round 4 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who's called for football to be banned indefinitely. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Football as we know it is dead, Michael. It is dead. Uh, aside from the game being ruined by the powers that be, uh-huh. one team is doing everything it can that makes me want to hate this game. It's great. This game, great game that I, I, I love. That you grew up with. I have loved this game. Your father grew up with. His father grew up with it. It's, well, no, and mothers. His father. Oh, no, he's grew in up, Germany. Yeah. yeah, it was a different game. Yeah, actually, uh, they yeah. grew up with. They they were on the attack though. His his home team. Yeah, sure. Was very attacking, yeah. and then got defensive, and then got defeated. I watched uh, Carlton versus now Carlton. They're not expected to win a lot of games this year. No. Okay, but occasionally, Michael. Occasionally, you look at you look at look ahead on the fixture, and you you, you circle a game, and you go, I reckon we can win this. Mm-hmm. And you go, I think we can, even though. The, you know, the Gold Coast had won two games and they probably should have been 3-0. and They were very unlucky to lose against St Kilda. Mm-hmm. So we were coming up against some quality opposition. But I'd still circled. I'd said the Carlton boys, they'll get up for this. Mark it down. Because they know what it means. They know what it means for the clubs. They know what it me- for the club. They know what it means for the fans. They know what it means to bolt. Mm-hmm. And so what did we do? We were fucking disgraceful. <laughs> we got out to like a 20-point lead and then we thought, that's enough. We've done enough. Put we hadn't cue, done enough. Put the cue in the rack. Put the cue in the rack. And then with 14 seconds to go, we watched the ball go, get kicked over the fucking rack yeah. for a goal. And we lost by two motherfucking points. Could you call that a shot or do you call that a, a just pushing it forward? That kick for goal. Oh, it was it was a snap. It was yeah, aimed at okay. goals. Yeah. But it uh, the ball shouldn't have been in that part of the ground. Mm-hmm. The ball should have been uh, iced long before that. And I just think that as a mark of respect to Carlton fans... And their long-suffering uh, lives that we've had that we just call off football for this year, because you know when things are just um, they're too dire. Like if um, say there's going to be a band's going to be playing and there's a flood or there's uh, stormy weather, they go, we're going to call it off. Yep, sure. This is what I see it as that. Okay. It's uh, extenuating circumstances, and we just go, we have to finish football so people get paid out. No one loses any money. Mm-hmm. But oh, that's good for the players. Yeah, yeah, it's good for everyone. It's win, win, win. And it's even better win because you don't have to watch Carlton run around anymore. Were you watching it with other Carlton supporters? I sure was. Awesome. I was at the Rose Hotel in North Fitzroy. Awesome. And Did they have... Because they played the t- the club song after the win. Uh, do they actually have the Suns they, uh, song there? They played... And you know what? They did play the Suns... Uh, we are da, 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 yeah, they play the Sun song afterwards, and it doesn't hurt as much because you don't know it. It's not like, you know, there's songs that get into your core when you hear it. Like, if you hear the fucking Bombers one, you're like, oh, yeah, sure. want to fucking glass someone. Memories, yeah. And also, the other thing was, is because uh, we're in, you know, a pub in North Fitzroy, there weren't other Gold Coast fans around that you wanted to punch in the face. Mm-hmm. So when we lost, everyone was just like, sitting there just stewing but there was no one gloating about it yeah because like, i stuck around and watched the end of the hawthorns and kilda game okay and there were filthy hawthorn supporters who were really seething that mm. they had lost and it was really good to see that agony <laughs> in someone else <laughs> so i just think uh as we know and we'll, we'll continue doing the podcast even though the season is no longer on we'll just you know we'll just have a chat amongst ourselves for the rest of the year yeah i genuinely hope they go zero and 22 but you know that's uh that's just do you just, really would you hope that well no it's fun to watch your journey if they got to 0-19, though, you'd be aiming for winless season, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that history. Yeah. Because it's never been done. Uh, I mean, back in the day, it probably has been. But we are more than capable of winning no games. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You don't believe that. I'm just trying to pump you up. Because we've got a very special guest, Adam. We do. We do. I'll... I'll, I'll Fuck, it was hard, though, that last goal, mate. <laughs> I woke up, seriously, I woke up at 4.30 this morning, I had to go to the bathroom, and uh-huh. then I couldn't get back to sleep till about quarter to eight because 
I was thinking about that you last picture job. it in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And my fucking adrenaline started up and then I was like, oh, I can't fucking sleep now. Start balling your fist up. Yeah. Start writing a letter to Brenda Bolton. <laughs> yes, I was. I uh, put my uh, membership in the microwave. Yep. One second. Doesn't do much, but still <laughs> it was cathartic. <laughs> but yes, we do have a very, uh, very special guest. Um a Geelong fan and a man who's actually performed at a grand final. We haven't performed in the grand final. Not yet, no. No, but this, uh, and actually, Mark Wilson, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Now, uh, so you have performed in a, uh, in a grand final, so I guess we should give you some context for that. You're in a little band called Jet. Correct. And you got asked to play in the 2007 grand final. Yes, good now one. You, good one for us. Now, you're a Cats supporter, aren't you? Yeah, I am a mad cat supporter. Grew up in Geelong. So let's go through. Oh yeah, we'll just say your, your football journey first. Actually, yeah, born, bred, Geelong, grew up 150 meters from Kadini Park. Yep, uh, so very how, close. So uh, did you? Were you close enough to see Josh Caddy and um, Billy Smets when they were wearing the balaclavas? I think um, that was probably after I moved to Melbourne. Uh, it's, it's a shame. So how? What time frame are we talking about here? When did I grow up there? Yeah. I grew, was born in Geelong in 1980. Yeah, <laughs> at Baxter House. <laughs> how far? How far back do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just talking about those, those famous four grand finals, I suppose. Okay, looking through that yeah. period. Yeah. Well, well, the first, the famous four, the famous three, and the the sort of regrettable one. Oh yeah, no, we yeah. can talk about that later too. <laughs> yeah, I bet you'd love to. Well, I mean, I, my first memory of a grand final was '89. Yeah, like, that's the one I remember crying after the first time. Um, because it looked, it was such a great game though. So I still watch that one because mm-hmm. it was so, it's such an incredible game of football. Were well, you yeah, at your house when you were watching that? Or no, I was in or? New South Wales. My stepdad was a professional runner. So we were in New yeah. South Wales at a running, I can't even remember where it was. No one was really interested in it because it was footy in New South Wales in the 89. And I remember watching it, my, my stepdad, who's a Carlton fan, he knew that I wanted to watch it. So he found a bookie who had a TV plugged in and I went and watched it with his, on a tiny little TV with his bookie. Did it specifically have to be a bookie? Well, but he's the only one who had. It was a running race, and he was the only one who had a little TV. He had like a little portable TV. Yeah. And I watched it on a little tiny portable TV. Oh, and who consoled you when you started crying? Book, the bookie. Bookie. <laughs> no, I think I think I. Yeah. We had money on hawks. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it all evened out. <laughs> so the, during that era, did you see like uh, the likes of the great Gary Ablett just wandering around town, oh. and Billy Brownless, and you know, yeah, Buddha? I, both of those. Well, all of the I got you know like Buddha married the sister of a friend I went to school with, hot primary school with. Okay, um, Gary Ablett, you'd see around, and I remember one day he was giving out icy poles and stuff at a frozen food factory down in the warehouse area, and you could go down there and Gary Ablett would give you an icy pole. Went down there and got one. It's That's pretty, pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. would you would people be approaching them in the street? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'd awkward. see them around because Geelong back then is not a very big place, mm. and they're like the only famous people around. Yeah, absolutely. They would have owned the town, wouldn't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Cameron Lamb, Cameron Ling became mayor. Yeah, so yeah. you know, <laughs> that's how much they love the the town down there. And um, did you? And then so when you were turned eighteen and you started going out to nightclubs and stuff, I suppose it was a, a little bit further down the track. But did you start to see a lot of the players in the clubs? I'd probably end up in the different places. I got to say, I was okay. probably all more in the music venues, and they were probably more in like the Lammies. Yeah, Lammies and Lammies. Uh, yeah, that place is still busy. I don't know how. Um, what about the Sphinx? Did any players <laughs> go to the Sphinx? You know, just I'd to go back in time. Maybe some of the senior list because yeah, okay. they have a lot of over twenty eights nights. <laughs> so sort of which means over seventy. Are those yeah. places still around? Lammies and Lammies is there, and um, I'll tell you a story about Lammies later. Uh, as we get into the 2011 grand final, but, okay. Um, the Sphinx is still there. It's. It's. Uh, I drive past. Drove past it the other day when I was going to see my mum. Yeah. It's. It's bizarre. Well, of course, it's still, still going to be there. It was built so long ago. It's. It's. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a World Heritage Site, so you can't get rid of it. You Do know. you? Um. And so, would you go to most of the games? I go to Mel- Mel- all the Melbourne games. Mm-hmm. Back in your kid, though, would you? Go oh, to- yeah. We used. Dad had seats, so mm-hmm. we'd go. Do you have a duffel coat? Yep. I had a tough call. Dad, Dad also like he was a plumber, and back then when, back then, footy players had jobs. Yeah. So he oh. had a bunch of apprentices, and you know one of them was Andrew Buse. Andrew Buse worked for Dad for years, and then until he became like I think became captain or vice captain, he got he bought himself a bottle shop. You know, but it, until then he was a, <laughs> you know he was <laughs> working the classic maneuver. But I'm I still I still I still know um like I still text Buse when Jed has a like great game or does something great like yeah just i've known him since i was about seven years old 
And so what was the town like during those early 90s and like when they were a dominant team? Yeah, they just it couldn't was get fantastic. It done. And it kind of, you know what, it kind of like, the town would ebb and flow on the football team and it would really like drain the life out of it if they lost. Because they had stuff like Pyramid, probably late yeah. 80s, early 90s. It wasn't a lot. It was a pretty bad, like shocking place back then. And mm-hmm. I was only like, I'm a, I was born in 1980, so 89, I was nine years old. So when so you could feel you could feel the yeah, energy in the air from your definitely. parents and, the and then adults especially and stuff. like in 95 when you guys cheated your way into a to a win still one still still paying for it now um that's okay we're <laughs> um, just starting to turn the wrong way but we're still happy we won it <laughs> sorry um the yeah like i remember that more because i was 15 then i had more of a concept of what a town was you know and like what people yeah. felt but and you guys were kind of favorites in that or some people tipped yeah. you to, to win that Yeah And that, was that Gary Ayers then Or was that I still Blighty was I think that was Gary still Gary Ayers in 95 Yeah it was, was it yeah. Gary Ayers Yeah I can't remember Did you ever see Blighty around town Nah I don't think so That's a I shame. don't think I don't even know if he actually lived down there I've yeah. got a feeling he lived uh, I think he lived up in Mel- I, Actually he, Yeah I think he lived in Melbourne And he drove down every day He did live near And he had a car phone And he used to call <laughs> Which is a big deal back no, then No I remember hearing an interview with him He had a car phone And he'd call people and On the highway you know, and call newspapers and he'd call people and yell at them on, on his car phone when he was driving down. He'd do a similar thing because uh, he lived near my parents' house, uh, but I'm not totally sure of the time frame, but I know he definitely did live near there for a while. Yeah, right. But uh, Bomber Thompson would do the same thing. He'd call people up on the drive home before I imagine he eventually moved there. Yeah. But he would call people up um, and say, oh, why haven't you signed up for your membership yet? And, you know, get on their back and, you know, in a nice way. Yeah, Or, yeah. or call other members and say, you know, thanks for, thanks for signing up. Yeah, right. And then he made other calls. <laughs> it was yeah. like I just need a delivery at uh, four yeah. o'clock in the morning. He made the wrong wrong calls on the wrong on the phone that he then did. He got it wasn't on, a yeah, prepaid. Yeah, it wasn't he a prepaid. He got on his burner phone. phone. It was his yeah. phone. <laughs> Bummer. And so when when did um when did Jet form? Uh, are, well, they, are you all Geelong boys? No, no. I, they're all from like they're all from like the southeastern suburbs. Okay. I met them in Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne in you know this is not that interesting, but I moved to Melbourne in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Uh, and then I met them like a couple of years later, just at a pub. Yep. So is that for music, the I initial moved, move? I moved because there was just fuck all to do in Geelong back then. Uh-huh. If you're in a band, you know, yeah, like, okay. Or you wanted to be do anything in sort of the art in the arts. There's, there's plenty of more opportunities down there now, but you know, now up up in like all my friends that I'm still friends with move. I don't have any friends really that live in Geelong. Yep. That I was friends with then. You know, that went to high school with. We just everyone moved up here. And when did Jet take off? Was that like oh four oh five? Oh, two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. Okay. And did you, was it always a lifelong dream to play in a grand final, to play at a grand final? Well, I don't, like after the Bat- seeing the Batmobile, you know, I yeah. think that was everyone's dream. That's why I joined a band, <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. Angry Anderson on the Batmobile. Yep. Like, that's why you, that's why you joined a band, isn't it? I when did they start doing bands before games? When did, when did the, in, the entertainment start? Yeah, sure. I mean, they always so had guys, someone. You guys performed in 2007. Yeah. Could you name people because yeah occasionally they I could name bro- after but I can't name before they always had like someone singing yeah what's a Matilda and National, National anthem. anthem yes let me think I reckon uh, I reckon the cast of Australian Idol did it one day one year that one been 2003 yeah so there was always those two songs but when did it become I'm gonna think and I'm maybe thinking that maybe you guys maybe, might have been one of the first maybe it could be like I can't think of who was before but a lot of those years I was away on tour and we'd always mm-hmm. watch the grand final but I don't think they broadcast that on the overseas broadcast yeah okay where's the strangest place you watched it the grand final yeah we managed to be in New York twice to, and there's a there's an Australian like restaurant there that they'd always play it and we'd yeah. book a table and it That'd wasn't like it was like a nice restaurant too. Like it, it was like a cool little restaurant, and they had a big screen. You're stepping up, mate. No bookies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so do you um, do you ask to play the grand final, or do they no, approach you, you? you? You get approached. Yeah, it's, it's okay. quite a quite a good gig to get. Yeah, and how far out do they approach you? Like when do you? Well, know? They, that's the thing. They approached us like m- maybe mid year or earlier than mid year. So, okay. So you, we and we had no idea who was going to be in the grand final at the time. Yeah. But you know, Geelong you, were flying in that year. No, we we we'd lost our first couple of games, and okay. I remember going to watch us play in um, North uh, against North Melbourne at home, and we lost. And I went on tour pretty much the day after, yep. and didn't come back until the end of the year, until finals time. And I just remember going up oh, another because 2006 we had this we we finished tenth, and we had all this promise. Like 2005, we almost made the grand yeah, final. Yeah, we lost that semi. Yeah, and then um, so and then 2006 we were just rubbish. We finished tenth, so 
you know, I just thought 2007 was going to be another one of those years. Mm. But it just lined up. And then I was home for the finals. And so me and Cam from my band, Barrack for Geelong, and Chris and Nick, Barrack for Collingwood. And it was, it came down to a Geelong Collingwood prelim. Great. To get into the, and that was an f- amazing prelim. I think it was, I think it was. I feel like you guys won by a goal. Won by a goal. And yeah. I think we played, maybe it was, did we play Hawthorne the week before? Uh, the week before, no, we we'd played play North and you, beat, you, is that the, you probably beat Adelaide? played. Or was it 2006? 2007, we beat Adelaide. Yeah. Yes. And then we At played Etihad. North. I'm going to work it out in my head. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the first first finals, <laughs> you would oh, you would played North first final. Was it North? And then I, we I went to the all prelim. Them, I just can't remember the mm. first one because that second one was like... And the and so like the whole year we're just like we can do this it could happen you yeah know? and it was before you like 2007 you couldn't really watch it on TV or on stream it or anything so um, when we were away so it was just like there was a channel that you could get footy on yep and very rarely they had that channel in a hotel yeah it was okay. called Satanta Sports and it was yeah. like they played like rugby and you know like curling and you know all sports that no one over there really cares about and they yeah. play a couple of games of the week so it's really just more getting online and finding stuff out yeah we would just yeah just watch it just like watch a worm yeah <laughs> i mean yeah okay. i'm trying to think even youtube would be around but it was around very it early days wasn't the kind of thing where people would put up an entire game would they no i yeah. wouldn't have thought so not back then and yeah. you couldn't even watch one on a replay on a computer because like you, no hotel you were staying in was oh, going to yeah. have fast enough wi-fi of course. well also no, you're not paying for that yeah exactly <laughs> they can blow the band's budget so you, when you find out that Geelong's in, you must be pretty fucking pumped that you're going to be yeah, playing. Well, well, we're here. So we're here for the whole final series because they involve like they involve you in a bunch of like of the you know we went to the, the activations. Actually, I think it was like maybe I think the people who retired that year were like they had the big the nice little function down at Crown where you know they have a. a like a little ceremony for yeah. people who retired. I think it was, and that was a bumpy year for retirees. That was yeah, like it when was Heard like retired and Heard. Archer retired. There were a whole bunch. Yeah, it was like the, it was like a kind of a hall of fame of retirees. Yeah, yeah it was, and they, that's probably why they were making such a big deal out of it. Ah, uh, yep, yeah. yep. And so, who else was playing on the on the bill for the grand final? It was just us. Okay. Yeah, like it was. Just, we just played before. It was one of those ones we played before the game, and then after the game, they don't. They used to. Now they do it on the ground, but we they put the concert on on Punt Road Oval. Ah, uh, yeah. And we went down there and played like, uh, you can an hour an hour after the sh- after the show. So and it's about a fifteen minute set. Would that be right? Yeah, Probably I think it was. Yeah, songs. it was not very long. How do you put together a set like that? They you, they actually ask you what to play. Oh really? Yeah, you say, hey, fuck, man. It's, uh, because they, well, they <laughs> you, do the these, are, these that, are our babies, man. That, that, that year they used one of our songs for like football. Yep. Like the full campaign for mm-hmm. the year, so that we we played that one obviously, and then um. We played like, are oh, you going to be my girl? Of course. I think we only played two songs actually. Mm. Is and it a good player? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You're doing very well. Very well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing very well. Were you on the ground or were you on the little platform? We're above on the a race? weird little. Um, no, they 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 had us on the ground and this stupid thing we had to kind of. It was like, it was like yes, you had to hide underneath it. But the the funniest thing was to you had to hide underneath hide underneath to stay. You were out on on the field for quite some time. Oh, before. It was and you kind of walked out and, and then sort of walked on top of this stupid little... Yeah, right. You know, thing. Stage. Gotcha. And of course, there was like weird sound problems and like things... Of course. Cut, everything cut out for a minute and... What is the acoustics like? Are they it's is terrible. It just bouncing yeah, around? Yeah, because it's like they shoot, they're shooting all the PA speakers at the stands and it's just hitting bouncing you. Bouncing back. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like crap on out there because like it's just wheeled out there and plugged... It's like, it's not really the reason why anyone's there. Yeah, you know, just to let you. No, I went for that and then left. Is, it, <laughs> is there an energy though? Like, can you tell that people are watching and they? I was. I didn't care about the playing. Mm. I was wet wrapped up. Just in the free in the grand final. Yeah, because I remember the week before Geelong just beat Collingwood and Port Adelaide smashed someone. I can't remember who in at football park uh, and North, they were bowing yeah. and stuff. Remember, yeah. like, and and they looked dangerous and we we like had a brutal game, brutal prelim and I thought we're gonna get like I was so nervous. And um, worried about the actual footy that I didn't care about the gigs. And when do you relax? Like I relaxed in that, when in that the game. Siren went. Honestly, really? like I you were ninety points oh, up. No, I honestly couldn't relax the whole time. Really, no. couldn't enjoy that. That was one of the like you know for a non-Geelong or you know most boring. Yeah, yeah, like fucking over at half time and completely done and dusted at three quarter time, and you're still tense. Yeah, I just couldn't let it go. Like <laughs> it was just too. And we had like great seats. It was like half like. You know, right in the centre on the second tier 
on near the, Andrew Demetrio. He was the he would have been CEO yeah, back then. He would have been probably. I'm not sure. We were like. I'm not sure where they... He was probably in it. And do you get to go down to the rooms then? Like, uh, Not after that year, but I did uh, after another year. Okay, so they, then how long after the final signing... Well, we had to go do another play? gig. Yeah, how long yeah, after I can't. Play? I can't remember it was... Because you can't even enjoy it then. You can't even have a few too many I beers. had a couple, but yeah, we had to do a full... I was pretty pissed when we did the other gig, right. I admit. And I did it in a cat's jumper with a 45 on the back. Yeah, excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was like one of my favourite days. And I brought my... My best mate, uh, one of my best mates, Ben, who's also a musician. He's in a band called Cut Copy, and he. I grew up with him in in Geelong, and we're Mad Cats fans. And he, you know, none of us is in it. Our parents hadn't even seen. A yeah, win, Geelong Premier, you know. Yeah. So, um, just to just to be able to take a friend and you know go and enjoy it was. And do you head back to head back to Geelong for any kind of celebrations after that? Not that year. Yeah. I did okay. one year? I did in 2011, but I'll tell you that story. Sure we'll a lot there. of teasing here. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, like I, thought, it. I figured you asked me about all the grand finals. We just talked about one. Well, well we've yeah. just got one. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to 2008 now. We'll yeah. skip that one, I reckon. <laughs> so, did you go to 2008? No, I, I, 2008, I was making a record and I was in Austin, right, Austin, busy. Austin Texas. And I had the channel. I had the football channel. Yeah. And I was ready and I found a place that sold... I think it was... The only place I could find that sold any Australian beer was like they, they sold Coopers. Yep. So I filled the fridge full of Coopers, and there's like an Australian pie shop in Austin. Of course so I filled is. the <laughs> oven full of pies, and I invited all these people around. And then Geelong just played like shit, and then I was so angry that everyone left, <laughs> and no one wanted to. Hang, no one wants to hang around with a guy and drink Coopers yeah. and eat party pies or yeah. pies and with an angry man. Yeah. Talking and about I, a game, and I'm the understand. kind of person I'll watch it. Like I'll watch a loss, like because the, I deserve it. Because I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I'm like if 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 Geelong are getting pumped at the footy, I'm at the MCG, and it's quarter time. I won't go get a beer because I I don't deserve it. Like we don't deserve to go get a beer. I'm standing here and I'm just going to be mad because that's my right. I'm allowed to be like that's how that's I sort but, of get my. Uh, we're well, not angry that you know Hawthorne were cheating and just walking the ball back through deliberately, yeah, rushing behind after, after behind after behind. Yeah, you fucking cheats, <laughs> lying on players after they were tackled. Yeah, they changed two. I mean, you know, fair play, but not really. Not really. Not. But not yeah, at all yeah that was play. pretty devastating. And to be so far away and just be like on your own, and then just looking looking at the age, like reading the age, just see what's going on in Melbourne, and having that score stay up. Yeah. They keep like when they keep the score up on the footy on the sports page like mm. for like three months and just seeing that <laughs> score for three months every time you're just checking in and seeing what's going on at home was devastating. Okay, happier times then. We'll go to yeah. 2009. Okay. <laughs> 2009 I missed because I was on a plane. It's a remarkable year though. That that journey by the fact, I think it was St Kilda and Geelong. Was both, that, were they 14 and 0 I think they were both they 14 and 0. And they mm. met at Eddie Had. That was an incredible game too. Yeah. St Kilda at the top of their powers then. Again, I missed a lot most of that season. I was on tour. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you find out that they're in the grand final and you're going to be on a plane. Yeah, well, I booked, I don't know, because that was the first year that they played in October. I'm oh, pretty could sure. could be, yeah. And I think it was. I could be wrong. But I remember booking a holiday. I was flying from Frankfurt to, I had some time off. So I was in Europe, finished tour, and I flew to Bangkok and I went there. And um, so you were close. Yeah, I was on a Qantas plane as well, so I was practically in Australia. Yeah, but I just booked it. I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. It won't, won't matter. I'm, you know, I won't miss anything. Yep. And then I realised I was so devastated, and it was a Sydney-bound flight. Like it was stopped in Bangkok, and then to Sydney. So yep. it was full of people going to Sydney. Yeah. And when we landed in Bangkok, they um. Uh, and the pilot announced, and I was I was in business because I was doing very well for myself <laughs> at the time. Uh, the pilot announced the scores and the final score, and I was the, and I stood out of my chair and just screamed because I was so I couldn't relax on the whole flight because yeah. all I could think about was the game. And I I fucking got up and yelled. Everyone in the plane thought I was crazy because everyone a was going to Sydney or yeah. they were going on holiday to Bangkok from Germany. They didn't even know what the guy had even said or cared. So that was crazy. And the only way I could see it was I had to wait for one of our roadies to come. We went, I went, flew back from Bangkok to, to Vancouver. And I had to wait at one of our roadies who was, went home for the break, had to bring me a DVD yep. to watch so I could watch the game for the first time. Because I'd never, it was it still before you could watch a game online. I must say, you got off lightly uh, shouting on a plane. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend it. 
uh, to anyone listening. I mean, it's not the great way to um, not a great way to miss the grand final. I was final. pretty pissed too because like I couldn't relax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I was. I you're was, in business, mate. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's the top shelf. That's probably one of those grand finals that you might have had a heart attack and died. It was so exactly. Tight, yeah. Even time. watching it, knowing we win. Yeah. Even again, I get I get nervous. And had you heard like you know the chappy goal or the, the toe, ch- poke? The toe was poke? Was the toe poke famous straight away? Or was toe it was taken a few years. I think the toe poke was pretty famous. Yeah, I reckon it was. And that, that's the year that uh, Tomahawk hit the behind post, didn't Apparently. he? Apparently. I don't know. I wasn't there. Definitely <laughs> bounced right off. Yeah, okay. Another a rule a rule on your side now. That <laughs> yeah, but we still, we still, then Max Rook kicked another one and it was fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can yep. you imagine that? Can you imagine that if he didn't kick that goal? I know. And that's why he said he went back and did it. Oh, really? Yeah, I read an interview with him because he was like, I didn't want anyone to say we didn't win that game. Yep. I th- I'm thinking, oh, that's why Rook kicked that goal. Because it was after everyone was celebrating. Yeah, he went yeah. back and, and, and nailed it. it. Yeah, there's no one on the mark or anything like that. Those were, yeah. well, what's the point now? See, that, that's why they lost. Those. Well, I was I was in the crowd going percentage, Geelong percentage. Yeah. St. Kilda's <laughs> ill discipline, not not putting on the mark. You know, it's not, they're not uh, dotting that's the eyes across the T's. Ross should. What? I hope that was brought up behind the goals vision. You go, where's someone on the mark? Yeah, you guys, you let yourself down there. So 2010, you got knocked out in the prelim. Yeah, we had, got, we had a year off. You got kind of stumped by the pies, and people thought it's all over for Geelong now. Yeah, we got pumped too. Yeah, I remember because I. I was just accidentally sorry. I hit my my microphone with my Geelong Cat stubby holder from. No, it's not from eighteen fifty nine. It's when you're established. Yeah. Um, the I went to. I remember doing a gig at Rod Laver Arena, and we were playing. I think we were playing. I can't remember who we were playing at. At um, MCG, and I had my tour manager wait off. The, we were playing with. We were touring Powderfinger for yeah. the last tour, and I had our tour manager waiting off side of stage with my beanie and my scarf. And oh, I, so you were supporting Powderfinger. Yeah, so we were on first. Yeah, and then we I ran across and got to the just before the second quarter, so it was good. But it was a weird thing to play a gig and then have your tour manager waiting at the bottom of the stairs. Did you tell Nick like his uh, lead singer? Yeah. Did you tell him keep it short, mate? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no banter. No, yeah. it's great to be here, mate. No one gives a fuck. Just get <laughs> yeah. through. Bang. Can, can <laughs> we play, play an acoustic solo song on <clears throat> on your own uh, and and, then and close play. it off? Yeah, so I can fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was fruitless year. Um, Is there etiquette for bands where you're meant to say and hang around, watch the headline performer? Oh no, not really. I mean, you you you're on a tour, so you get to do it. You get to do it every other night. Mm. Um, Are there bands you hate that you've toured with, or bands that you've played in festivals where you just go? Yeah, oh, there's people, but it's just like anything, you know. Yeah, what what people? It's generally it's generally it's generally you know what it's we have a, we have a saying called "good guy, bad band." Uh huh. Oh, yeah. okay. It's generally the like the really nice guys are in the bands you hate. Yeah, and then the the real assholes are in bands you really like. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's some what's some kind of diverish behaviour have you seen? You have to name names. What sort of what diverish behaviour have you seen? Oh, I don't know. Just just because I think it's I'm re- different backstage though, because it's all people kind. Everyone's in a gang. Everyone's trying to be like the biggest fucking dude in town. Yeah. You know, like it's uh, who's the biggest band you played on a festival with? Toured with the Stones. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, what was that like? Big. Yeah, great. no, they're well known. Yeah, we did two tours. We did one here and one in Europe with them. What's Keith fun. Richards like? <laughs> yeah, he's, he. We went. We met. It, we. It, it's, the funny thing is, they were. They're actually so open and welcoming. Like we had dinner with them every night in the in the catering and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. You would expect that you would be just shoved off into yeah, like yep. a corner and you'd be given a can of beans. But you know, Keith was really nice. I mean, I didn't really sit down and have a great. Yeah, big long chats with Keith, but you know they invited us to all their parties they had on nights off and stuff, and then and they still party. Well, they have part. They have when they have a party, they like basically book out a whole like rooftop of a hotel and yeah. then a f- the f- couple of floors below, and it's pretty orchestrated. Like it's a lot of security and yeah. But you know, because we're on the tour, we'd you know, and we'd proven ourselves, you know, that we can be hold your own exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say there'd be a lot of too much shenanigans. But he was smoking weed. I remember he put a a joint out with his fingers because they're just so gnarled and yeah. used. It's disappointing to hear that the Stones are into drugs. Though, yeah, yeah. I, I, I look down on them yeah. now. <laughs> a little part of me just, just died. Yeah, cast a pall over everything they've done. I've got a very vague memory of a quote. It might even be a quote from yourself years ago about Jet in that I don't think it was you were causing trouble or anything like that, but you guys kind of just had to stop drinking as much after gigs. Yeah, well, was we like, oh, kind of... The next day we kind of got to get to another gig. Yeah, we kind of just thought we just used to party so hard and then we'd bring that on stage and and then we'd take it off stage and then keep going. But like, it's only so long you can do that and maintain actually playing good shows. And yeah. and, and, and when we, we actually broke up for in 2010, um, 
and then got back together a couple of years back to do this. We went on tour with. We got asked by Springsteen to go on tour with him. So your funds were running low. Yeah, we were. Yeah. We, we, we were at a, at, We weren't doing as well. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. We were, and, and then we we thought, oh, let's not let's not get as smashed before shows. And yeah. it's amazing. You actually play really well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As a stand-up, Adam, you may not know this, um, but when you do comedy, you get lots of laughs and stuff yeah, like that. I've heard and, about it. And I mean, you might be aware of this one. You get more of the quieter shows, you know, where there's not so much noise. Yep. What's the difference between a, a, a crowd? Like, can you walk out and just be like, oh, God, this is going to be hard work? Or is it is it a bit different from comedy by the fact that, you you know, you want a reaction, but maybe you don't doesn't necessarily need that reaction like we we need you definitely a reaction. want a reaction yeah you want to react like i we did it we headlined a festival in in bar in like bali recently and it was like it wasn't like a a bali festival like a, it was for people from is it people from indonesia festival like people came over from all around it was mostly indonesian bands and we headlined it and we played and we had played a 90 minute set at like two in the morning and everyone just kind of was very polite and gave us a clap and then sort of waited for the next song Gave us a clap after that one. And it was just like, we were like, after the gig, we said to the promoter, like, I don't know what happened. Like, they hated it or something. It was like, no, that's just how they are. They're mm. just, they're just, just polite. They're just quite reserved. Yeah. It's like, well, tell us that before we go on. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we had like an encore plan. And, and, <laughs> Come and on, on stage, I, I remember on stage, I said to the other guys, like, let's um let's just go straight through because I don't think we're going to get the applause to do an encore. Yeah. So, 2011, please tell me that you got to see this one. 2011, I did. I, I got to see it. I got... I, um, Were you sad when Bomber left? Did you think there was a bit of a changing in the guard that maybe the well, team had pretty, fallen apart? At the start of the year, I remember... Because there's no Gary Ablett by this stage as well. Exactly. And I remember at the end of um, the season, like the year before, on the last Powderfinger show of that tour, yep. which was their last show ever, I gave tickets to Cam Ling and he came up to Brisbane, Cam, Cam and his mates, he, he came up to Brisbane to see the show. And after the, the, after, the big after party afterwards, he was like... Don't worry, man. We'll, we'll do it that next year. We're going to do it. Okay. He was confident. And I, because it wasn't that long after. I think it was like maybe it was the middle of October when the when the tour was, you know, yeah. Because that was the tour grand final night. So, yep. Where, yeah. So, um, yeah. So he was like, and I was like, I don't know. I don't really believe him, but whatever. Yeah. And he was right. It was great. That was a really good win. Really yeah. good win. Is that was that was a big one for me. I went. I called up. I got in touch with someone because I couldn't get a ticket. And I got in touch with someone from... Because so it's Collingwood Geelong. So you have played at a grand final. I know, right? And you can't get a fucking ticket. Yeah. What is wrong with this country? Or yeah, the club hasn't made you a Lifetime, patron or yeah, anything like life, that? Or? or the number one ticket holder. Because yeah. like, I, thought, I thought I'd be able to usurp um, Daryl Summers, but then they got somebody else. <laughs> mm, no, it's they not got Dags rid of anymore. Him all, they got rid of Dags. I remember 2011 and seeing Dags out on the field, hugging the players yeah. after the game. Really? Got, he yeah. got out on the field. He got out on the field. And you, can't, yeah. you can barely get a ticket. I know. Maybe after doing this, I, I'm not sure they all listen to this down there. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons. Of, yeah, this carries a lot of Defamation. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I, so I got I called someone at Triple M who they were like, yeah, we'll give you a ticket. You just got to do an interview about the footy online, you know. And I was No like, worries. Yeah, I was like, perfect. Yeah. But I was a wreck. Like the whole day I was a wreck. So I got up and I went down to the... I packed... I think I told you this the other day. I packed a backpack with like five days worth of clothes in it. <laughs> and I took, you got a plan for a win yeah I was planning for a win yeah I was planning for a win so I, I packed a backpack and I went because I went on, I had to go on my own there was only one ticket and I was sitting I was in the kind of triple M corporate area come on triple M yeah you're the home of rock sport and comedy you got to have more than one ticket yeah for the man from Jet they play you fucking I know, 500 I times know. a day maybe well I'm sure they listen to this but, Dave um, Grohl's not getting one ticket is he yeah <laughs> he'd be getting a box <laughs> so I went down I went down to the uh Long day because you just you, you wake up at like six in the morning. And you're like, it's Christmas Fuck. day. Yeah, it's Christmas day. Is that what it's like? See, I haven't. It's been since ninety. Well, ninety nine. Carlton made one, but uh, I didn't go because oh. I had to work. But is that what it's like? You you wake up early and you. It's one of those things where I find on Grand Final day, I wake up and I'm immediately like, oh, it's Grand Final day. Yeah. Like you remember, and you go, oh, it's here. Yeah, I was I was real nervous. <laughs> and that's all whether day. or not my team's playing or not. Oh, really? okay. You just you yeah. just love the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you've, you've fallen asleep on the couch watching the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the game. So, you, yeah, okay. So, you, so you're excited bag, to wake up. Pack my bag. I think, yeah, probably like four or five days worth of um, stuff. Raincoat because it was raining in the morning. Um, and then I went down to the, went into the city. 
It's because I couldn't handle sitting on the couch any longer. Just so like, you don't go to the um, the parade the day before? Nah, You're not, not, a part not of a, that? No, I don't like parades. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Don't like ticket tape. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so, tried to keep sober, you know, because I, I, I like to enjoy the game pretty straight, like, because otherwise I can't remember anything and I just yell out. Well, that's the thing, yeah. If, you, if you're having a few, a few before and then as the game goes on and you start to just get a bit more charged, you're not going to remember it. You're not going to savour it. Mm. Yeah. They talk to players about that after after they win one. They say, make sure you don't drink too much tonight. Yeah, so to you can enjoy remember it. it. Yeah. Yeah. To actually remember it. When mm. Shane Mumford won one with the Swans, uh, he... <laughs> said, go wherever you want, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't remember anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so went down the, went down to somewhere, to some bar in the city and just had a, had a beer, a couple of beers just to like settle. Yep. Walked down, walked down to like the September Club or whatever that thing they do next door and went to the Triple M Hospitality. Tank. Oh, yeah. And it was all these people being real casual and calm because they don't they're actually just getting a free ticket they don't even care about football but i couldn't relax i couldn't talk to anyone i couldn't yeah. do anything i was just like so tense and uh and then was sat in the corporate area where, where it's just people who don't care about there's no one there was a fan there's one old bloke who was kind of behind me and a couple of couple of he was probably about 75 he was a couple of rows back and he was old and he's big i think he's like an old kind of western districts farmer kind of dude you know those guys yeah. with like hands you that know, have done shit Yeah Like not like soft little musician hands yeah. They're like big They're big and they're like yeah. Fucking hard and cracked And they're buried shit There's yeah. shit buried on that farm yeah. They're beating people to a pulp Anyway like, yeah. He was the only <laughs> guy wring the neck of chickens Yeah And um, so And it was a t- And they were like Remember it was one of those games Where it was like Half time we were get We were down I think even three quarter time We were down Yeah I think you were down th- Three quarter time And they time. were chanting Collingwood and stuff That's always time, good to hear And and then we just that last quarter we just got him, and, and it was up, Lingy that iced it as well. Yeah, correct. And Podsy Adlit that iced it by doing his sh- doing his shoulder, that's and they'd move Hawkins into mm. forward. And that's right. Was that the first year of the substitute in a grand final? Uh, it could very well be. Or was there I don't no know if they substitute? Him, but they just they just switched the. Mate, I can't even remember that. Yeah, but, but no, yeah, I remember Podsy Adlit went they down early. They changed the um, you know, the, the positions, and you know, they started just drilling into Hawkins and um. Anyway, everyone's seen it, but and then afterwards, I just that old bloke just like grabbed my hand and squeezed it and just stared at me and just like just we just like stared at each other in the eyes, me and this old guy, because we're the only people just going like, yes, <laughs> and it was fantastic. And then I went out for some dinner and then I got a ride. I sort of hitched hitched a ride. I didn't hitchhike, but I hitched a ride down to Geelong with someone else's friend. Oh no, that's not true. After the game, I went down to the rooms. I just walked in, didn't even have a pass. Really? Yeah, Sean. A friend of mine had a pass because it was the last year Channel 10 did it. Yep. And he knew someone who worked for Channel 10 and they're like, oh, here, have my pass. So he just walked in. But I, I know Cam and stuff, so I was going down to see him. Yep. And then I went down and it was like, it was really fucking packed. And I just walked through with confidence like I was meant to be there mm-hmm. and no one stopped me. And then I walked in and then I had a, a glass of champagne out of in a in a Powerade plastic cup with Lingy and then fucking hugged him heaps and then chatted to his parents and um, I got his dad took a load of photos and he's posted them to me so I've got them somewhere at home I wanted to bring them in but I couldn't find them oh that's pretty sweet yeah they're really really nice did you get a handle on the cup at all in that room I did that night yeah so So you went back to Geelong that night I went back to Geelong I went out for dinner Mm -hmm. and had some dinner because I was like I hadn't eaten all day and like and got a ride back to Geelong, went to Kitty. Shit, shit was about to get real. Yeah, <laughs> and and of course, and also it's the it was the start of daylight savings, so I think the clock goes. I think you got an extra hour of partying. So did, did Geelong not go back? You're to looking Crown? Yeah. to try no, to I think you do. I think yeah. you do. Yeah. So, so we do. went back. Yeah. We went so back Geelong don't go back to Crown. They go back. No, straight they to went. Well, that, Park, I don't know do what they? they do now, but they went back to Kennedy Park and had a party. Like they had to go and do a bunch of functions, like at Fed Square. And then that's why I went out for dinner and I got a ride back in a car. Yep. And I called my mate who had watched it on a TV and he was he was just down there staying at his parents' house. And they were away. So I stayed at his place and they're they're pretty close to Kinnear Park. And we went there, watched watched the game again because they replay it. Mm-hmm. And then we went down to Cadinia Park and we got minced with the <laughs> I nearly said with the band with the team and they I've never seen behaviour like this in my life but um and then like we just like they just had the cup running around and just fucking holding the cup and wearing the medals and then went to bed at like five in the morning and then woke up in the morning and I had a text and it was like 
from Lingy going like, I come down to what he had a he had a little little kind of quiet pub in like a neighborhood. Yep. We, we went down there and had, you know, in, the, in like three in the Arvo and had beers and everyone was there. It was all casual. Guy Pierce was there. You know, of course he was. All the hangers on. Yeah. Me, <laughs> my mate John. Um, and we just stayed there. And then we ended up like partying all night and going to Lammy's. Yeah. Because they still go there and they had a roped off section for everybody. And we did that same thing for three nights until I cracked and had to come back to me. I couldn't do it again. I was just like, <laughs> they, I, I thought I'd be, as a, as a touring musician, yeah. I'd be able to. And footballers had you. Oh, man. Well, you I guess man, I've, I've, you've partied with the Rolling Stones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, uh, uh, you with know. Brad Ottens. Yeah. Good, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I mean, he's a monster of a man. I have one photo in so my phone from that, which I can, I can show you and you'd put up somewhere, but it's pretty good. Uh, it's fantastic. Two, 2011 is the infamous meatloaf year. It is. I didn't see it because I wasn't in the ground then. But yeah, that was... No, I, I couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it because it sounded so bad mm. in the ground. You couldn't hear it. Oh, but, um, I didn't know how bad it was until later. someone told me it was terrible. Yeah. If only the loaf had come to you for a bit of advice. Mm. Now, what do you make... Um, obviously, you're uh, still a big Geelong fan. What do you make of the um, that low dog animal, Patrick Dangerfield, who's been charged and fined... Two thousand dollars. That's going to oh, hurt. Oh, it's a fine. I thought they gave him two thousand dollars for for hitting smacking, Matt DeBoer. Yeah, smacking DeBoer. It's, is there a point like two thousand bucks? Is it just like don't bother? Well, what's he on? A million? Be close to it. Yeah, I think he's on eight hundred and something. There's that tier. They do that different system at Geelong where no one gets the there's big no bucks. every like every there's a top tier and everyone's on the same. So Selwood and him. And, oh, is that right? Yeah. For sustained success, I'm sure he's got a couple. I'm sure Ford of you know, and I'm sure he's a brand ambassador. I'm sure he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Frank Costa's looking after very well for himself. In in the cricket, isn't it? Isn't sometimes it's a percentage of your match payments. So if if Danger walked away with like, let's say thirty grand from that match, he's still walking away from. He's got twenty eight grand still in his pocket. It's not bad. Yeah, like two grand is not a huge. It's not. It's not going to stop him from doing that again. Like, you know, when you get a fine, you're like, fucking hell. Like, if you're talking on your phone in the car yeah, and it's like 400 bucks, you're like, oof, I yeah. probably won't do that again. Yeah. Danger's doing that. He's doing that every week. Yeah. It's probably the equivalent of uh, riding the tram and not having a ticket. And so you might get caught eventually, but in yeah. the end, you're probably going to be profit. Yeah. Mm. So Danger doesn't give a shit. I think, you know, you give him six weeks for that. How and he you can't win the brown low. How do you think Geelong are going to go this year, Matt? It's hard to Mate. know because, like, we've, like, we won the first three, obviously, mm. but... And we're still top of the ladder. So if you do call a football this, this from now on, like, does it mean it. we get to win the flag? Yeah, yeah. We win the flag. You get handed it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's call it off. You are looking pretty good at the minute, though. Yeah, but have we played any? Like we play Collingwood and beat them in round one, and can't, round ones are not a really great sort of yeah. gauge. Gauge. Yeah. But and then I mean, we played lose- Melbourne and destroyed them. But everyone's just realised they're shit again. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, yeah and to lose to GWS is not the worst thing. They're very, very good team. They're very. They looked incredible. Like, I thought at the. St- I, I mean. You did jump. It looked them. like we were going to beat them by, you know, 30, 40 points yeah. for a minute, but lost, like, missed opportunities early. And I don't think a loss when you're doing well early is bad, like, especially one at home for the, because we've got a lot of kids who've never had a loss. You know, yeah. there's a bunch of guys in that team who've never experienced what it's like to lose. So. I should come to Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was a period at some stage where Joel Selwood had played in more premierships than he had losses, like in that 2007, yeah. 2009 kind of period. I think he's still got one of the highest win-loss. Yeah, yeah he would he? have to, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, unless you came into Hawthorne like maybe in 2013 or something. He would have so. to be. Yeah. But it was a, it was, it was a very low-scoring weekend. The only mm. teams to crack 100 were Essendon and Melbourne just got to 100. And Essendon, I thought it was a shootout, but they just seemed to stop at 112. And Tip and Woody got seven goals, which is good. We like to see. Cool. Yeah, that was really cool. There's a fantastic one in there too yeah he's he kind of it was like a you know it wasn't like a, a spectacular goal it was just like a great workman goal like where he come from the back line yeah, and exactly. all the way through yeah. but where, where did that come from like they were terrible in the first two rounds and that's where you go teams can just you know they're written off one week and then the next week they're back mm. yeah we get very excited though don't we like very quickly we go like that's panic stations and then there's only one team you can have proper panic stations about and that's Carlton but every other team it can be either you know really good or really bad depending on the week yeah do yeah you, as a Hawthorne person do you think this is the end of an era like where you're at right now 
Uh, they're probably going to have to come a time where we do dip for a few years yeah. in that kind of classic. But you probably kind of won't. Like, I mean, after what well, after? But it's not bottom out. Two thousand eight, you dipped and went to tenth or something, and then you came back. Again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was that? Twenty seventeen, we had that year when we finished about twelfth or so. It was great after two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. And then we came yeah. to top four again last year. No, that's a shame. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> well, definitely at the minute too. Um, our injury list is going to be quite large for the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be trouble. Did you lose Chip Frawley? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and someone else? concussion. Stratton, he might he might be able to pull up, but yeah. um, but how can yeah, they tell if Stratton's got a concussion? Yeah, <laughs> they put a DJ set in front of him, yeah. <laughs> and they go, oh, he goes, oh, the nut bush. They're like, oh mate, oh mate, you never play that. <laughs> Stratton's in big trouble. Melbourne had an honesty session at it. I think they needed to, Michael. A searing honesty session. Yeah, they put them chairs around each other and started talking oh, to they each other. Circled up. Did you guys have any, in a band, do you guys have any kind of things like that or any, uh, I mean, yeah. ways to make sure that you stay together? Yeah, you do. You have to, like, because it's a bit of a dysfunctional kind of workplace. Mm. Like, it doesn't operate like a normal, you know, kind of, and it's like everyone's been homeschooled as well. Like, the yeah. way you le- think work, like, actual your work operates. Like, yeah, you think yeah. what your normals are. Like, they don't, it's not, it's not in line with the rest of the world. So, there's times where your managers kind of have to sit, you have to sit down and go like, okay, what do we got to do to make this, like, keep working? And, you know, it's, it's not, you know, like, it's, it's a lot of, there's not a lot of structure to it. It's quite a demanding job. It's one of the only pl- jobs in the world where you pay, you, you employ your boss because you you, yeah. you employ your man. You know, obviously, if you got agents and managers anyway, you know, you're paying. Yeah, you're paying bo- someone to be their your boss. Your boss, yeah. So it's quite strange. And then you know, there's a lot of a lot of alcohol and drugs around as well. And when you broke up, is it just because you're sick to death of each I other? Think every, just, yeah, I think yeah, so. You yeah. just reach that point. Like, well, you think about it, when you're on you. tour, it's like... Mate, you work fucking t- horrible. You work together every day. You live together on a tour bus. Mm. Yeah. And on your day off, you're the only, they're the only guys you know in town. You know, if you're yeah, in Chicago, course. you don't know anyone else. You're like, what are you doing? You want to go out and get yeah. some dinner? Like, it's just like 24 hours a day. You just get together too much. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty normal, I think, you know. Does it form factions in the band? Like, do you start hanging out with one person more? Did, did, you, have, did you have roadies that you yeah. travel with as well? Yeah, sometimes they're good relief. Like, you might get out for a nice night out with, like, a couple of road crew or, yep. you know. But, yeah, you do. You circle up in a... You'll, you, you'll do the similar thing. Like, you'll, you'll have a big pep talk. And I, I guess, you know, be... Like, I guess this Melbourne thing is, like, they're just going to, like, be brutally honest with each other and say, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Yeah. You do that. Could you could you just go up and talk to the crowd whenever you wanted, or is it all about? Oh, I all don't because no, you know what? I'm the bass player, and no one yeah. fucking cares what I say. <laughs> I'm like the you know center half. I'm like the back flank. You yeah, know, okay. Kinda. Yep. Like, uh, like you get the it, job done. It, it, yeah. If I wasn't Without there, you? you'd notice. It, yeah, it'd yeah, sound yeah. like it'd, it'd be shit. But yeah. if I'm there, you should notice. I shouldn't be noticed. Yeah, you know, it should just get you know. I like to think that you guys had a leadership group. Yeah. So, like, you had to vote a leadership group of two or something. Yeah, and then each year kind of, you know, yeah, rotated try and vote it. that again. Yeah. Well, it's, it made it work for Melbourne. Leading teams. We should do that. It worked for Melbourne. They sat around and they just said that, uh, you know what, Michael? They didn't have enough accountability or two-way running. It's all about the two-way running these days. Yeah, two-way And running. all of a sudden, they ran two ways and they had a win. Oh, and it was leading teams, too, that they got, got in. There you go. Not collective mind. No one uses collective mind anymore. No, no. I think they're pretty free reign now, the leading teams. So yeah, yeah, I would have thought. Um, tell us, Adam, uh, you had an issue with Joe Danaher drinking. Well, he's uh, he's coming back from an injury. He uh, did his calf. It was like a six-week calf injury. He got kicked in the calf and did it somehow. But anyway, he was out at the uh, Labour in Vain on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy drinking with some mates. And obviously, uh, that has filtered back to the club and the club has said, we're totally okay with it. And I say, I am not. Because I don't think I don't think Joe Danaher should be leaving the house. You don't want to put any strain on your calf at all. Uh-huh. And if he's in a bar, he's standing up. Yeah, you've got your foot on that little bar under the thing. Yeah, that's, so that's straining. Putting, it's adding extra strain to your putting calf. Putting strain on it. You're playing pool. You're bending over at angles that aren't great for your legs. Uh-huh. He's a tall man, like trying to kind of get down to the urinal like height. Exactly. Right height. Y- urinals are slippery. I yeah. think Labor and Vane might have a stairwell as well. It does, up to the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so again, another danger. It's tempting, isn't it? Right Very there. tempting. So, And also, he has a couple of beers. What's that lead to? He gets a couple of kebabs. He's out till three, four in the morning. He fucking wind up. You know what? He winds up at the Tankerville on Nicholson Street. He oh just, shit! That's that. Yeah. See, it's just it's a it's a gateway beer. He has one beer at the Labour. If he ended up at the Tankerville, I'd say delist him. He, yeah, he's too far gone. <laughs> yeah. He can't be saved. Yeah, yeah, it's all over. Uh, but if, if if you are in Melbourne and you've uh, never visited the Tankerville, do get there. Hmm. 
did you read those articles during the week about um, Buddy Franklin leaving Hawthorne, going to Sydney? Yeah. It's a bit of an expose, I suppose, in the Herald Sun. Yes, yeah, so it was a three-part series. Mm. It was quite interesting. It was interesting. I think a lot of it we already knew, but it talked to the people involved. So, it talked to your mate, Liam Pickering. Yeah. He oh, was involved heavily. Gosh. Mate, he had almost no idea. <laughs> He, he almost didn't know that Buddy was going to Sydney. That was strange to him. <laughs> it was about a day before <laughs> that he found out, even though he had met with Sydney about 15 times But he kept that. on saying like how good friends he was with Clarko. He and, did, and Horse, yeah. I think, as well. And how uh, people kept secrets for so long and, you know, that everyone... And it, I think it was GWS um, found out that he was going to Sydney and they put out the press release. I remember that day. And they said, uh, we're, at, we're understanding that he's going to Sydney. And... Was it Sydney asked... No, Hawthorne or Buddy asked... Buddy and Liam Pickering asked them, said, could you hold off on that? And they went, get fucked. Yep. And then just put it out there, which yeah. I love. So I think it was about noon. I think it was on the Tuesday after the grand final. Yep. I think it was. And they put out a thing on. Everyone saw that. And then Sydney announced. And then Hawthorne very quickly said that we're not going to match that. Well, they couldn't. No, they couldn't. What, nine years, 10 million? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What an enormous number. And how far, how far into it is he? Has he got three years to go? One, two, three, four, five, sixth year. Yeah, right. Can yeah. he do an ablet and come go back? Do you reckon he would? That's a good question because I think at the time they talked about how hmm. they have to spend that money. I mean, Without I, notice, did, sorry, but... <laughs> I know, I know, but it's something about... And I, I think Sydney are right to be a bit annoyed about this because then they got told they couldn't recruit a big draft, a big a free agent, I think, the next year. Yeah, no, they weren't allowed to trade for two That's right. years, That's right. They put a few restrictions on them. It's yeah. like, well, it's not their fault for working out the deal well. Well, mm. yeah, that was the one thing they pointed out because that was during the cost of living allowance. So basically they oh, had okay. an extra... Oh, okay, that's bullshit. Well, they <laughs> had an extra bullshit. 10%. Yeah, yeah. So they could actually add, you know, an extra year onto his yeah. uh, thing. So they got rid of that. But yeah, cutting them out of the trade, and that's kind of hurt them for a few years. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah, that, who, that is very like, true. Yeah, like, yeah we, we are honestly sick to fucking death Yeah. Uh, we'll finish that very quickly, Adam. Yeah, we've got um, any uh, footballers in real life? We've got one kind of MRO in real life. MRO? Yes. Yeah, in real life. I'll just talk very quickly about the Night of Wadding Lions. Have you heard about this in the Essendon Football League or Eastern Football League? Eastern, not Essendon. Uh, oh. They had a win for the first time, I think, 62 I games. Yeah, I heard them singing their song. Yeah, they defeated Kilsyth. Um, I think they ah. sing the, the Carlton song too. They do, so yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. someone sung it this year. <laughs> I did say that. Because I was looking up their figures and like they've li- they once lost by 404 points. Fuck, you can get unlucky, 404 though. 404 to zero. Which I, I don't know if how, how you find the time to kick that much in a game. So that is... It's about 15 goals a, a quarter. Yeah, right. So mm. someone's put 60, 64 goals on you. I think a dude in that match might have kicked do reckon, 22. Do you reckon the guy at fullback got dropped? Well, <laughs> the coach, haven't you heard of flooding? <laughs> Just move everyone back. How do you not get a goal? How do you not get one goal in the other way? Anyway, there was one, yeah, I think it was nine... Uh, but also two, you know, when... When teams get, you know, when teams put up 380 points, it's time to just slow the game down. I've yeah, tempo. Said. I think it was one year they lost by over 200 points 16 times, I think. I think in 18 games. Uh, and then uh, last week. How do they still field a fucking team? Well, that was, yeah, that was another thing too. Who's going back there the next year? What's the coach say at three quarter time when you're down by 300 points? <laughs> Come on, mate, we're still in this. You reckon he's still there? Uh, How's he no, got his it's, job? It's a new guy now. Oh, of course. Sounds like it. Yeah. He's got them together. Uh, but anyway, to their credit, uh, the Nutterwadding Lions lost on Saturday by 192 points. So, oh, cool. so, so back, back to, to, back back to, to, back to you. 192 is yeah. not bad. That's, that's, yeah, that's much better. Yeah. Okay, we'll just do a quick little email from the inside, okay? Uh, so last week we said uh, that Michael Christian, um, Nathan Buckley said he was overworked and we wondered what the fuck he does because it's just Chris O. Oh, before this... Let's talk about your tour with Ark. Oh, okay, right? yeah. I'm doing. Uh, I thought you were going to ask me about my footballer and real life story that I've got. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that as well. Yeah, yeah we'll, t- we'll do the tour details, then we'll tease. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a um, tour with. Uh, we're going to do Abbey Road. It's for the 50th anniversary of the Beatles Abbey Road record. And um, is that a good album? It's a great album. Okay. Yeah, it's their last record. Yeah, right. And um, so me, Cram from Spider Bait, Darren from Powderfinger, Davey from UMI, and a couple of other people are going to go out and. And um, yeah, play it live. In the whole of, album. Yeah, from start to finish. Oh, yeah. fantastic! And then and then after that, we'll play like a nice forty-five hour of just Beatles, great Beatles songs. It's a really cool idea. Fuck, mm. that'd be a lot of people would want to see that. Yeah, I reckon. So where are you performing all around Australia? Yeah, so I can't, you know, I can't remember the dates because I'm not that. Uh, yep. I, I I normally have someone tell me. What's the band? What's the band called? So people can look it band's up. Band's called Ark, and it's called Ab- ARC, and the and the tour is called Abbey Road Live. Yep. 
And uh, it's in August and we're playing the Palais, the Theberton Theatre, the fucking some place in Perth, um, Perth Concert Hall. You should play the, um, I heard that the um, Perth Airport's good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know whether they've got a, a band they got a cover there. band there or something or... Well, you know, they just advertise a lot, so maybe they just want. Oh, you know, they do. Too. <laughs> they're trying to drag people there, so maybe you can yeah. play on the tarmac out there. The dates are on the are, roof, like the Beatles. The dates are in August, and tickets can be found through Live Nation. So check out that. But your football in real life? Yeah. So uh, three doors down from my place in the inner north, um, uh, I was painting my newly built garage uh, out the back, and I some people had bought like a wreck of a house a few doors down. Like it was like. It's like it basically needs to be pulled down and rebuilt. Is that the one on Ray Street? Because you and on, I are neighbours. Yes, that's yeah. right. We're neighbours. Um, no, it's 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 like it's on Brunswick Street. Okay. And uh, I worked down the lane because these and it was it was a hoarder's house. So it was filthy. When uh, like they it took like two weeks and about of, of huge garbage trucks to empty it. Right. Um, before they sold it, and uh, I went down to just to chat to the new owners who were there, who were working on like you know they were cleaning it up. To say like, because there's no water or anything in there. It's like if you need a wash up or yep. you need a glass of water, like come come around. I'm painting the inside of my new garage, and um, it was uh, Marcus Bontempelli and his dad. Oh no way! Yeah, that's cool. The Bont in the hood. Yeah, fucking the great. Yeah, and um, and then he worked. He was working there with his. His old man's a fucking legend, and gave me a bottle of wine at least recently. And homemade? No, it wasn't homemade. Damn it. He uh, he. he it's a clear way, and I to- I banged on the I was banging on the window going to, let, to tell him oh, he yeah. could get his car out of the clear way, and then a couple of weeks later he's like, oh, here's a bottle of wine for saving me five hundred bucks. Oh, good on him. Yeah, they're really Mr. sweet. Bond, what a good family. Um, I've got a uh, Danny Frawley, um, Southern Cross DFO. Really yeah. shopping for a bargain? Yeah, big you know fella, what? big fella. Yeah, is he? Yeah. Do you know what he bought? Uh, no, I can't say. I just wandered past it quickly and went. That's bad. It's definitely a th- when you see a a big old football player like when we were talking about per- Percy has the pub you know near us mm. and like he's enormous yeah. and he's an old man but when you see like I had a beer with Bob Murphy the other day and you guys know him he's he like is taller than you think he is as yep. well because you're used to seeing him on yeah. on a field in with these giant guys but yeah. you're like oh he's my height he's six foot two yeah yeah skinny but he's you know yeah yeah for sure I just even even though I've known him for for ages like I still go like oh shit that's right Bob's tall. Yeah, it, it is weird, but they just seem that six foot two seems like the average, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. When they're on the field. Yeah, well, I was looking at so Harakis, I think, is 5'10, yep. maybe? No, nearly 5'11, I think. But then so when you meet like Justin Madden or fucking Mason yeah. Cox, and you're like, fucking hell. I once asked, uh, with, I was on a plane to Adelaide, and I asked this, this dude, got this like, I just had a kid, and this guy was getting this like f- tiny little fold up pram out of the thing. And he looked a bit like, when I said, excuse me, mate, he looked a bit like, oh, God. And I asked him, I was like, where'd you get that pram from? Yeah. And then like, and then when we were standing at the carousel, I was looking, I was like, I know that dude. And it was Robbie Gray. And I didn't even... <laughs> didn't even yeah, right. I didn't even realize because, you know, I was just looking at him as a guy with a, with a yeah, kid yeah. and I was like, oh, I just had a kid too. You know, like... We're dads. Yeah. And I didn't even think it was... think of it. And then he's like, I talk, asked my wife, she bought it. And I talked to her and she's like, oh, they're great. And it, was, it was just a really weird thing to re- realize that I'd... Yes, yeah. I'd, I'd had a football in real life. Yeah, uh, after the fact. Yeah, or you're trying to place them. Yeah, it's, we, it's yeah. like, do I know that person? Yeah, do, as yeah. opposed to, so I go to high school with that guy. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, I don't know fucking who this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from an anonymous, this one, okay, mm. this is top secret, okay. Heard you talking on the pod about whether Michael Christian has to watch all the footage to find any reportable offences. He doesn't watch all that much. Oh. What happens is all sorts of people at the game, umpires, coaches. Umpire coaches, umpires, um, AFL officials can flag anything they see and the score reviewer cuts up the footage in the breaks. It's a bit of, bit of info. To send to AFL House. It takes so long to do review a score. <laughs> They're too busy at the like, Ed Quick Edit Pro or whatever, like trying to learn and learn all the shortcuts. He's just got a spinning wheel going, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> they want the review quick. I've got too many shit, too many things loaded up. The score reviewer also watches the cameras for off-the-ball incidents to send through, so probably behind the goals. Behind the goals, yeah. Um, Source. Oh, I probably won't say that bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there we go. That's a bit of info. Well, that's great info. So basically, what we're hearing, Chris Hedo does like does five minutes' all. work he on a Monday. Does nothing. Yeah. They come in and go this, this, and this, and he goes, oh, two thousand dollars, two weeks, one week, done. Yeah. So he has to spend a whole day or two justifying his yes. payment. So he's like, just 
shuts the door, has yeah. a nap, comes out. <laughs> Whoa, a lot of work there, guys. Yeah, okay. Chriso's uh, office is the one with the really heavy-duty blinds. A lot of things to think about. <laughs> Lazy fuck. Uh, cool. Oh, well, thank you very much for uh, uh, joining us, Mark. We're kind of in also oh. hearing about your... Um, the Geelong Adventures. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I kind of bullied my way on the on the podcast when I saw Adam at the bar the other day. Any time, uh, man. It's all right. Yeah. See me at the bar, get on the show. Hit the yeah. road. We are Junk Time AFL Pod on Gmail, at Facebook, and on Twitter, and on Instagram, Adam. That's I right. And of course, don't forget, you can get yourself a stubby hold at junktime.bigcartel.com. It's still available. Going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Go Cats. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.